0: Yeah, I find that um, when you start working with coaches, you'll discover that they all have their own background of, of things that relate to them and they'll use analogies that relate to them. And I'm a huge movie buff. Right. Um, I actually took a lot of film and I love film editing and I love the classic movies. So whenever I use analogies with my clients, I tend to use movies.
1: Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. Delighted to be joined today all the way from Canada. We have personal development consultant at Dream Path. I hope I've got that right. Welcome to the show, Fran Banting.
0: Hi, Paul. It's great to be here.
1: Thanks so much uh, um, for having me on. We were just talking before we record this episode about me getting the introductions wrong and fluffing those up. So hopefully I've uh, stumbled over that one and we've got to where we are today. But uh, speaking of which, could you give us a little bit of background in terms of what's got you to where you are today?
0: Oh, well, um, I think it goes back to when I was about 20, I picked up this book called uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I was totally engulfed in this book, but um, I didn't quite believe it. You know, I was—I would read it and think, well, you know, it makes sense on paper, but how does how does this work in real life? Hmm. And at the same time, I was in marketing. I was in a program at the local college, and we were learning about how people can be talked into buying a product if it's shown to them enough times and I remember thinking, wait a minute, so these commercials on TV, if you show it to the person like 14 times, it eventually gets into their subconscious mind and they believe it. And at the same time, I'm reading Think and Grow Rich, which is exactly the message they were saying. So I thought, hey, if it works on a product, will it work on me? Right. And, uh, and that was my first introduction to it. So I started practicing uh, the process and it did work
1: right. and
0: as the years went on, I would try different things and it would work. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually I started sharing that information with other people and found that uh, at one point I thought, why am I doing this for free? Why don't I just start my own coaching business right. and uh, do what I love to do? And I just share that message as much as I can now.
1: Oh, wonderful. So it's Think and Grow Rich. Who's the author of Just so we make sure we capture That's that.
0: Napoleon Hill.
1: Napoleon Hill. Well,
0: mm hmm. They well. can grow rich. It's about a hundred year old book. Right. Um, and he was uh, a man that was paid by Andrew Carnegie, which was a famous mogul. Yeah. And he wanted to get across the message. Uh, he wanted uh, Napoleon Hill to interview. I, I can't remember how many men, how many um, important people, rich people. Mm. And they all shared their methodology of how, you know, they would think. Right. And they put this book together. I think it took them 20 years to write the book. And it's still around today, and it's a staple in um, all personal development because it works.
1: Yeah. Oh, wonderful! I'll, I'll be checking it out, and I'll, yeah. I'll put the links in for people as well if uh, if people <laughs> want to check it out themselves. Yeah. Um, so, what was it about marketing that got you into into that space?
0: Uh, what was it about marketing that got me into so so into into marketing?
1: You know, what attracted you to the world of marketing? What,
0: oh well, I was in real estate. Okay. And in real estate, it was all about sales and understanding people and their personalities right. and how to sell to different personalities. So, I actually got in it uh, for one reason and I got out for another reason. So, yeah. I never did do the real estate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what was your experience like? What were some of the, uh, the highs and lows of working in real estate for you?
0: Oh, well, I had the problem of I couldn't sell a home to a person if it was below my standard. Because right. I, I remember actually showing a house and saying, "You don't want to put your kids up here because this is a fire hazard." And they were like, "But we love this room." And I was like, "No, you can't put your <laughs> yeah. children here." And I thought, "I'm in the wrong business." Right. <laughs> so it it just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. It um, you know it takes it takes a a different personality and an extroverted personality and and not that introverts couldn't do it, but I'm an extreme introvert right. and I love order. And I love putting things in order. So for me, uh, it just made better sense for me to get in the background of real estate, right. uh, more into the contracts right. and run, you know, running real estate offices, which is what I eventually did.
1: Oh, nice! And have you taken any lessons from that space that you, you know, you've brought forward with you in your career as you work forward?
0: Oh, it was. Uh, I worked with the best of the best, and every. Real estate office that I worked in, I couldn't work with them if they weren't involved in personal development. So the realtors that I was close to were very successful. They had multi-million dollar businesses and I was a part of that and I got to work alongside them and we would apply the methodology of of what think and grow rich again um, you know the philosophy and that is how we ran our companies and that's how our customers were attracted to us because we would attract the people that understood us and how we cared and, and uh, it worked. And I just learned so much from these people. And I, and again, I would only work with uh, that type of individual, Hmm. which uh, was priceless. And one of the people I eventually ended up working with was Bob Proctor. Um, Do you know Bob Proctor?
1: I don't believe I do, no. Uh,
0: Well, he was in the movie, The Secret. A lot of people uh, recognize him from that movie. And he's another person that I worked alongside of. And when you surround yourself with people that are, you know, successful and have the same level of morals and ethics that you have, Mm. you tend to, uh, you know, be more productive and Mm. the office is more productive because you're all on the same page. Mm and you all grow together. So uh, yeah, wonderful experiences surrounding yourself with uh, great, great mentors.
1: Yeah. Oh, so that took you then from that world of real estate. Did you make the move then from real estate into the world of coaching? Is that the move for you?
0: Well, that's where it all started. I was in the real estate office and I found that a lot of the people were always coming in my office. Hey, friend, you got a minute? Hey, Fran, right. you got a minute? And they'd yes, shut my door and they'd end up sitting there for an hour. And I thought, wow, I seemed to be the office uh, counselor here, or you know, I was just helping these salespeople. And I thought, what if I did this full time as a job? Could I do this as a job? So I started planning uh, my business, and it took me one year. I I, st- I stayed in my job, and I just planned. I built my business on the side and started running it on the side till eventually. Um, You know, I like to think of it as a teeter-totter where, you know, I was 100% in the daytime job and then slowly just brought that teeter-totter up on the other side. And when it was level, I thought, you know what? I think it's time I can step away. And that's how I did it.
1: Oh, wonderful. So tell tell us a little bit about um, who you help now and how you help them.
0: Well, I work with individuals who basically the word I like to say is are stuck. And we all know that feeling where you know, you ask yourself that question, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do this? You know, it could be something as simple as picking up the phone and making a phone call. Mm -hmm. You know, in in sales, I remember the realtors were just petrified of picking up that phone and calling a client, even when the message they were gonna give the client was gonna help that client so much. They still felt that they were invading their privacy or somehow stepping on their toes And just working through that little wall that we have uh, that stops us from doing things. And for some people, it's a big wall. It could be a big thing. And for some people, it could be the smallest wall, like just going out your front door or, you know, going to the grocery store. People are stuck in -hmm. in many places. And it all depends on what's happened in their lives, what their environment was. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everybody, which is why... It's so important to have your own coach because that person can get right to the heart of your matter. Mm. You know, it's, you, you can get as much information as you want that's general, but when you hire a coach, they're pinpointing your um, and your experience and, and what's keeping you stuck because we were all raised differently yeah. and we all have different, you know, emotions and different personalities. Mm. So it's hard to have a one- uh one stop fits all uh methodology it just doesn't work
1: yeah yeah there are some principles that can be applied in general to m- most situations but as you say once it gets down to the individual client yeah. perspective just knowing their specific circumstances their challenges right. their, as you say their history their background makes all yeah. the difference doesn't it in terms of helping them through, it
0: does it does and once you pinpoint it uh sometimes they're not even aware of it right. And once they understand it and they understand how they got there and why they're stuck, moving it is so fast and simple. Right. It's just allowing yourself, you know, to be vulnerable enough to admit that, um, you need help. And it's, it's funny how we hire people to, you know, do everything else for us, but n- nobody wants to think about hiring somebody to help you achieve a goal.
1: And, but and again, yeah, the, getting the, back the to people the people who do tend to be the ones who move to that next level, aren't they?
0: That's right. And yeah. and the mentors, as I was talking about, all those people, including Bob Proctor, all had their own coaches. Yeah. Because they knew the value of it. So it's um, it's a good thing when you can decide that you want to get to a different level in your life. That you're tired of being stuck and you're tired of being frustrated, and you just want to you know get past that. You know that's that's a wonderful time in your life, and that's when things change.
1: Right. Oh, wonderful! And uh, I know in previous conversations we've uh, we've talked about a particular methodology or a particular approach. Um, you know, it, it, and some examples and and wor- words that you use. Do you want to introduce us to what that is and and uh, the, the sort of uh, examples that you use for people that that brings them into uh, into helping them.
0: Yeah, I find that um, when you start working with coaches, you'll discover that they all have their own background of, of things that relate to them and they'll use analogies that relate right. to them. And I'm a huge movie buff. Right. Um, I actually took a lot of film and I love film editing and I love the classic movies. So whenever I use analogies with my clients, I tend to use movies. Uh, so a lot of my coaching is surrounded with um, movie terminology and, and everybody relates to movies. So it seems to work great. Mm. So for example, um, my book is called Your Life as a Movie, right. uh, scripting and producing your dreams into reality. Mm-hmm. And in that book, I helped people put together their goal, because a lot of people can't even say what they want. Right. So I thought, well, if I do it in a method of like making a movie, Um, And I broke it up into three parts. I did the lights, camera, action. And with lights, um, I'm basically teaching you about your mind and how it works and how you think and why you can't think about your goal properly. And we literally set the stage uh, for you to illuminate your mind and think about your goal properly. Mm. And then the second section is camera. And this is where we start visualizing uh, your goal or your vision. And I do it in a way that you're looking through the viewfinder and you're setting up the set. Because a lot of problems people have is they have affirmations and they visualize, but they're not doing it correctly. Right. So through the camera section, I'm literally walking them through step by step of setting up the, uh, their vision as a movie set. And then in action, uh, we actually put together the steps to start attracting exactly what it is you want by your um, applying the steps of the methodology, and putting together your so-called movie trailer so that you can run that trailer in your mind every day and start attracting that goal uh, that you set up in uh, Lights. Uh, so I use movies a lot. Um, I just also wrote a course uh, called Scripting Your Results. And it's again in the three parts of lights, camera action. And it's, yeah. it's more methodical with modules. Right. And it walks you through step by step. So I love the movies. I use it a lot in uh, everything I do. And I just find that uh, it works when you have a program that uh, other people can relate to. 'Cause
1: like I said, everybody loves movies. Yeah, I mean it's such a brilliant analogy. And analogy was the word I was stumbling over earlier on when I was trying to <laughs> try to think of what was going on. But yeah, um I think with as you say with the movies, there's very, very few, if any, people who haven't watched at least one or two movies in their life and, and know of the the format of telling that story through the visual arts and and just yeah. being engaged in that story. And I think um yeah you, as long as you can connect with a story um, from the, you know, that, that really resonates with you from your childhood or, or or even from your adulthood, you can actually start to go, right, well, if my movie was like this, what would be happening right now? Where would that be going? What would the, the characters be doing? Oh, I love that. You, you, it, it yeah, you hit the nail.
0: Different. You hit it right on the head because a lot of times I'll say to people, if you had to pick one character in a movie that you feel reminds you of you, who is it? And it's amazing how many people say Luke Skywalker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's the number one. I have yeah. to admit. You know, you're alone. You feel alone on a planet. You feel yeah. helpless, and you have to step out of your comfort zone. And you know, go suddenly. You're put in positions that you're totally uncomfortable with. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's my number one character that yeah. uh, people relate to.
1: <laughs> it's such yeah. an epitome of the well, what is essentially a standard. Uh, you know hero's journey uh, element of isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh wonderful so um, yeah. just out of interest you know how did you you know go from liking movies to that being your hook or, or your um your methodology that came there was that connected to, to bob proctor and people who worked in the movies or, or did you just um, chance upon it one day
0: I find that when you love something, you sort of see it in everything, Right. you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. So you probably right now, you're a podcaster. So there's probably times where you're out and about and you'll say, that would well, make a really good podcast <laughs> right. episode, yeah. you know, it, when you're aware yeah. of something. And I always love to use uh, the red Mustang analogy where um, I know what a red Mustang is. And I can't tell you the last time I saw one, you might see one every 20 years, mm um but my son i remember he came home and he said i want to buy a red mustang and i was like wow where do you find one of those and he said oh they've got it at the dealership and all this next day i went to work and i'm driving and i swear i saw 10 red mustangs it was like they were everywhere and then i remember saying to him why do you want such a popular car yeah you know whereas when he first told me about it i couldn't even think of the last time i saw one so when you're aware of something, you tend to see it in every area of your life. So for me, when I look at things, when I hear things, even when I watch movies, I'm constantly analyzing and thinking about clients and how it would relate. It's just, you see what you know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's just how it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm reflecting back. I think um, I was talking to somebody about this recently, um, and and when we first found out that we were having our first child, you know, it's that element of suddenly the world around you becomes full of kids, and it's all kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right, and or, or dangers. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see everything differently. It's yeah. that awareness, and it's funny because when I was talking about my lights section, most of it is about <gasps> awareness and right. how you know when you're aware of what it is you want. Mm. You suddenly start seeing it everywhere, and you can start moving towards it a lot faster. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to be aware. So yeah. important.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I, I love the analogy, and I, I do think that that's something that people, so many people, can relate to. And, and oh. uh, you know, the lights, camera, action, three-step yeah. process. Everybody loves <laughs> a three-step process. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, who do you tend to work with? Who who would be your typical clients?
0: A lot of them are um, entrepreneurs that are working from home maybe um, a lot of, for example, accountants that work from home and want to grow their business, maybe have their own office. Yeah. Uh, I also work with individuals that are just alienated, maybe from, they've alienated themselves from family. Right. They, You know, over the years, they always thought they just didn't fit in hmm. and didn't know how to fit in. I find that a lot, but most of the time it's people that are trying to grow in some area in their life mm. and are just stuck and can't figure figure out what it is. And usually it's the most simple thing. Mm. It's just the way they're seeing the world. And when you change that perception just a smidgen mm. and they see things just a bit differently, it's amazing how those doors open up for them.
1: Yeah, oh, wonderful. I'm guessing that's what you do it for in terms of just seeing those those moments, yeah?
0: I think one of my my favorite things is when I'm talking to a client and suddenly the goosebumps just come on my arms when I <laughs> when they're talking and I'm like yes, <laughs> yeah. you can tell when they've when they've crossed that threshold. Yeah. It's a yeah. great feeling. Yeah, it,
1: it is, and uh, I've talked to other uh, other people that even on this podcast and externally about that that moment of <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But when when you see something that you've said or a question you've asked, which is the way in which you brought to me about changes people's perspective. Yeah. It's yes. just, for me, that there's no better feeling than that in terms of helping people move yeah. forward in a way that either they didn't know was possible to begin with, or they knew, but they weren't quite sure. and They weren't so quite that. sure,
0: but they didn't know they had it in themselves. Yes. And and so when you see that, how excited they are, yeah. you know, and and usually there's there's crying or screaming or laughing or everybody reacts differently, but when they do finally hit that point, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it's all for that finish line. (laughs)
1: Yeah, love it. Um, And so um, switching this around a little bit, who helps you perform? How do you get uh, help with your own performance, making sure that you're on top of your game?
0: Well, I did something that I'm going to tell you that nobody really knows this, but every time I met with Bob Proctor, whether it was on a Zoom call or on a recording or in person, I was videoing and taping. And Bob sadly passed away last year, Uh, this just exactly a year ago. Mm -hmm. um, He passed away. So uh, it's been a lot of uh, listening to recordings right now. But uh, right now, I don't have anybody except uh, what I've saved uh, from my my meetings with Bob.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. I mean, it's when you get that connection with somebody and you get so yeah. much from that relationship, you yeah. can go back and you get a whole new lesson from a, from yeah. a same conversation. I'm sure. Same,
0: exactly. And, it, and he, he was a brilliant man and, uh, I've never met uh, such a, such an authentic person in my life. And he was the most caring person. And I, I just swore when I met him, I think I'm going to go back. I don't know how many years ago that was. I'm going to say maybe 10, 12 years ago. Mm. Um, my goal was to, you know, emulate what Bob does. And uh, that's what I've been trying to do since then.
1: Ah, wonderful. Um, And so if if you were to be able to help any sort of individual or team or organization with the skill set that you've got, who might you want that to be?
0: Well, I love working with um, employees that, you know, they're they're doing the nine to five whether it's at home or or they're going into an office or they're they're going to work every day and they're just miserable and Mm. you know they're going to earn that dollar because they have to and I get that I I did that too and I I can remember I was crying in my car on my way to work because I was just so miserable Mm. and I thought is this the way people live is this the only way to live Mm. there's other jobs out there and um, so, I would love to work more with um, employees, you know, people that aren't on their own. They're not entrepreneurs, they're not business owners, but you can build your career and work your way up the ladder, so to speak, or go across into another position. You don't have to settle for where you are. Yeah. There are other options out there. And I'd, I'd like to focus on those uh, individuals because I, I went through it myself, and I understand it completely. Where you're supporting your family, and you, you know, you can't move, and mm. and that's not what I'm saying to do. But there is a way to be happy, yeah. in your job, mm. and make it so that you are going to work, um, in a more positive state, mm. and and that'll change your family too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they don't want you coming home miserable. <laughs> everybody wants to be happy because uh, if you're miserable, everybody around you is too. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an, an important point in terms of you don't have to be moving jobs even. You know, if you're unhappy in a job, it doesn't have to be about moving jobs. It can be shifting your mindset, you can absolutely be doing things slightly differently that that just get yes. you a whole new lease of life.
0: That's exactly it. So it's uh, anybody that's stuck in their jobs is uh, I, I like to focus on that.
1: Yeah. And are you, are you predominantly focused on the Canadian market? Uh, North America, do you go wider than that? How, no,
0: I'm global. In fact, I had um, a lady call me from Bayran and I remember I didn't even know where it was. I had to pull out uh, a map or I had Googled it to see where <laughs> where it was and somewhere in the Middle East, yeah. a place I'd never heard of. So, nope, I'm global. Nice. These, these days you can do everything on the phone or on a Zoom call. So, it's wonderful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is, it is a huge advantage for, uh, for, yeah. for this kind of work as well. I mean, yeah. there's there is something about the personal connection, but there's a huge amount that you can actually drive just from uh, from that virtual conversation yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah it's great.
1: Yeah. And uh, if we flip this around a bit and said, if you were able to sit down and have a drink uh, or a coffee or, or a, um, a meal with somebody to learn from them, who might that be?
0: Oh, Jim Carrey. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey is my well, first of all, he's Canadian, so a yeah. little, little background there, but uh, to me, uh, he's one person that he's the epitome of uh, discovering himself mm. and his uh, authenticity and how he shares that message now to the world. He, he is, uh, he's just gone through, you know, from being poor and, you know, desolate with his family to being a multimillionaire, but then realizing that, hey, this wasn't the important thing in life. Mm -hmm. And he's just discovered himself. And when I listen to him talk, he just, it's just amazing. And I'd love to just sit with him and have a conversation. It would be amazing.
1: I can imagine that would be one uh, one hell of a conversation, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd
0: be doing all the talking, that's yeah.
1: for sure. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, well, if, if Jim's listening, then, uh, then give yeah. give Fran a call. That's the way forward. Yeah. Uh, which brings us maybe into how do people find out more? How do people get in touch, uh, learn about your books, and, uh, and maybe even get in touch with you to find out more about your offerings?
0: Yeah, you can go to my website, dreampath.ca or franbanting.com com or dot ca and it's all there on my website
1: oh, wonderful well as always we'll make sure those links are in there for people and uh you know with like every, every one of our guests uh, you know firstly thanks for coming on but you know i do encourage our audience members to not only listen to these people but if you've been inspired by what you've heard you want to find out more you're intrigued as to maybe that could be applicable to me i'm not sure you know <laughs> all of my guests uh, share this we have conversations outside and they always say please just reach out have a conversation yeah. see where this goes and, uh, and, and so yeah if you're listening to this and you're thinking right what does light camera action mean to my life then, uh, yeah. then get in touch with Fran and uh, I'm sure and, you uh, can and, help you out.
0: and I'll mention that I do offer a focus session it's a 45 minute complimentary call and we can just talk about those three sections on how to view your goal, just to get you on the right track. So my calendar, you can get on my calendar on the website and just book a complimentary session.
1: Oh, superb. Well, Fran, thanks so much. And uh, I, I mean, I love the analogy. I'm going to go back and be thinking movies all night long. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. So, <laughs> so thanks for coming on and, uh, and best of luck with the work going forward.
0: Oh, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.